thank you for listening to Zero Brightness. If you'd like to support us directly, you can go to patreon.com slash zero brightness. You can also find and interact with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Discord. All the relevant links are at zerobrightness.com. We'll see you out there. Okay, so we're back again to talk about Resident Evil 4 this time. Vincent, thank you. Welcome back. Yes, yes, (laughs) yes. Always happy to talk about Resident Evil 4 in whatever capacity. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a big cultural event. Uh, There's a lot to talk about. There's a lot to say. Um, And, you know, since the last episode came out, I've played so much more of the game. Kind of an obscene amount. And... I've tried various different versions of it, and I, I don't know. I, ha- I have more thoughts, more stuff to talk about, but I do kind of want to start with you because I don't mm-hmm. know how much you and I have actually talked about Resident Evil 4 like on air um, mm-hmm. and not just like in the Discord or whatever. So like, what's your history with Resident Evil 4 and slash like kind of what were you thinking when you were going into the remake? Yeah, yeah. So I, I can't remember like if I originally, I think I originally played Resident Evil 4 on the GameCube, if I can like think that far back. Um, yeah, and I loved it, was obsessed, did professional, did mercenaries, got like all the uh, unlocked everything. It's 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 such a classic thing where like with Resident Evil games, a lot of them I go in and I'm like, I'm just gonna enjoy this. I'm not gonna speed run things. I'm not gonna do the most. And then like, I end up doing the most um, <laughs> after like a couple playthroughs and, and that's what happened. And I think, um, <laughs> I, I feel like this is a common phenomena with people where it's like, I rebought Resident Evil 4 like three times over the past decade where like, I got a new console and I wanted it. So like, I had to replay it at mm-hmm. some point. And so like I did that and then like they came out with like that version that had like the extra like ADA playthrough. So like, well, I guess I have to buy that. And so <laughs> I did that. Um, and then uh, I thought I was with the remake, I thought I was going to be done uh, forever with buying the original because uh, well, I, you know, I have it on my PlayStation <clears throat> 5. Um, and then uh, they came out with VR yeah. and uh, I have an Oculus. And I had to rebuy it again, full price, 45, 50 bucks, whatever it was. Uh, so I, so that was my most recent playthrough before the remake was I, same thing, played through it on normal. Like it, it was like playing in a VR was it was if I never played it before, played through mm-hmm. it on like professional, loved it. And like, I was, that was my most recent playthrough before the remake and then the remake came out and like, yeah, I've, I, loved it and uh you know uh, speaking a little bit to your uh uh zb plus episode about starting on hardcore i i was also a fool and started hardcore and uh played through it and did beat it but yeah i wish i had just done uh normal with the remake but uh yeah i that that's that's my history with it okay yeah so you're an re4 head for sure 
Cause like <laughs> that, that's very similar as I've talked about to my experience with the game where like it blew my mind when it came out, I would just play it over and over and over. I've bought it. Yeah. Like 10 different times. Um, yeah. And th- I think the thing I realized though, the more I thought about it and the more I played the remake, I was like, Resident Evil 4 might just be like my favorite game ever though. Like mm-hmm. I'm not good at picking stuff like that. Cause I don't really think about things in that term. Like if so, I remember back in the day, Billy's like, "What's your favorite song?" I was like, "I could tell you my favorite song right now." You know, mm-hmm. like favorite song. Do you know how much music I listen to? That's crazy. <laughs> like what? But like, if I had to just scientifically approach it, I'd be like, "Okay, what are my favorite game series? Resident Evil, Zelda. Now probably like from soft shit, right? But like Resident Evil and Zelda right. are like the old school like picks. And it's like, okay, what's my favorite Resident Evil game? It's Resident Evil Four. I was like, oh shit, I think Resident Evil Four is maybe just like my favorite game. <laughs> <laughs> ever you know just technically yeah but um yeah and like i've just yeah all the different versions of it uh I, I i totally agree with you there's always that feeling of like getting a new console or platform or whatever and being like oh resident evil 4 is on here i guess i should buy that <laughs> and then years later realizing like how many times have i fucking bought resident evil 4 but i do think that some of the more recent releases there are some new versions or modes that are actually really engaging because they do provide a different experience. Um, I do think that hardcore now I have a little bit more appreciation for it. I still think it was super dumb of them to be like, start here. If you've played the original, Mm. that was just so whack. And I also feel like they should have been a little bit more upfront about what it is. But now that I know, like, um, I'm playing it again on PS5, which we'll get to, and I'm playing it on hardcore. And it's really interesting to me because I've also been playing a a ton of Demon Souls. And Mm. it's so fascinating how close that experience is to like a FromSoft game, where it's Mm. like each encounter, each little area and set piece becomes its own thing that you need to try over and over and over until you do it right. it has a little different feel because there isn't like a resurrection mechanic. You just get kicked back to a checkpoint, but it is very similar in terms of like the, the flow of the gameplay and the way that you approach it. Um, Mm -hmm. So that that's been really interesting actually to kind of think about it in those terms where it's like, Oh, I think they, what they meant was that like, Hey, if you want a totally radically different Mm. Resident Evil four experience, here it is. Mm hmm. Um, yeah. And so I kind of, I appreciate it more on those terms. Um, and the fact that it brings it closer to my favorite game series, the evil within actually evil within two <laughs> is probably like the best game ever, but you know, this <laughs> gets pretty close to evil within two, you know? Yeah. I think that's a, maybe a, a very generous in a good way, like a generous reading of that, that like, look, if you are one of the people who have played this game to death, um, you may want something different because normal mode is like what you would think a remake would be and hardcore is like we're we're trying yeah like we're trying something different we're taking inspiration from games that have come out in between um some that we have made uh so yeah i i think that's i i i that has helped me that just helped me appreciate that description more which felt like a troll for those who have played resident evil 4 2009 once you're gonna love this <laughs> yeah that is so weird and that's why like in the last episode we did on resident evil 4 remake i compared it to evil within because like 
the original Evil Within has like a brutal troll just with the way that they set up the difficulty options, you know? Mm -hmm. But it is kind of the same idea where like Evil Within was a new game made by Shinji Mikami and it was targeted at people who were fans of Resident Evil 4. And like Mm -hmm. the whole series went so far off the rails, like you know, after four for a number of years that like evil within coming in was like a big deal because it was like, Hey, do you want to know what the series would have been like had they had just Mm. followed that path? Like here's a new game. And you know, it's a shame that they did the difficulty thing because I think it turned a lot of people off who would have otherwise really enjoyed the game. Mm -hmm. Um, because yeah, like it is a totally different approach. And I think that like, you know, we talk a lot about difficulty now on this show and that whole discourse and blah, blah, blah. And I'm both like really into it and also like super sick of it at the same time. (laughs) There's probably some obscure German word for that, that I don't know, but like, (laughs) um, you know, when you take that basic RE4 gameplay style and you dial the difficulty up to 100 and you give players different tools to approach situations, it does really change the game and it becomes kind of like a different type of game, um, which I appreciate. But yeah, hardcore, it's definitely its own thing. I mean, if you're doing like a new game plus in hardcore, it's great. It's super fun. Mm-hmm. But if you're yeah. doing just like a dry run of hardcore, yeah, it feels a lot more like a FromSoft type of experience or just like a hyper difficult experience. It's very repetitive. You're expected to do the same things like over and over and over. Um, yeah. You know, it. it is what it is. If you're in the mood for it, it's really fun. I think like just jumping into it right away, was, it was a little harsh. I Yeah. But I don't know, though, like I talked about on that Patreon episode that I did about it, like I kind of am of two minds about it because like I don't know if I really would have learned the game's controls and mechanics like that Mm. if I hadn't done hardcore. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That that makes sense because you you need like the new mechanics with the parry and the knife are um, they're like so crucial to hardcore and professional and I, I i play the game on normal and like you don't really like you use your knife but you don't really like need it in the way you do and you don't really need to know how to parry and like oh when i like duck at a certain time like i can dodge certain you know attacks and things like that it just yeah it's uh um yeah like you have to get into it in hardcore and above um yeah normal feels like you could play normal like the original RE4 and be like, oh, yeah, there's these a couple other little mechanics I could also maybe play around with. But I like don't have to, you know, to like enjoy the experience and get into it. Yeah, I think I think I will say like going back and playing a normal run made after hardcore made me appreciate the things I had to do <laughs> to survive in hardcore, if that makes sense. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, I think that normal mode is like really fucking fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's the most fun, in my opinion, that you can have with the game. But like mm-hmm. hardcore mode is just a different kind of challenge. And yeah, I, I really appreciate that it made me get like so into the mechanics. I think that the one thing that still 
I don't think elevates it quite to the level of, you know, a FromSoft game is that it doesn't, this game isn't really flexible like that. Mm. Like you have loadout options and you have way more options in this game than you did in the original. And I love that. But Mm. at the end of the day, in terms of approach, it's not going to be that different. You know what I mean? Like, There's some cheeses, there's obviously weapon selection options and different things to do, but ultimately it's like go in room, shoot guys. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's like, it's kind of going to be that way. Um, So it doesn't, you know, it doesn't fully maybe get there, but I I would like to see them wander down that path with these games. Cause like Mm -hmm. they're going in that direction. Like, with Resident Evil 3 remake, Resident Evil 8, and now this remake, I feel like they're going down that path of like making these games more difficult and having this like slow, methodical, tactical combat thing going on. And like, mm-hmm. well, obviously I'm interested, <laughs> but like, <laughs> I think that they could actually do it really well based on this game because. It's really cool. Like just having a parry and a duck, not even a dodge and, you know, some options for loadout. Suddenly the game just like the possibilities are huge. Uh, yeah, I, I'm interested as long as there will always be um, an easy or assisted. I like I like how they're calling it assisted now. That's such a like a <laughs> feels like such a marketing rebrand. Um, it's not easy. It's just a little extra assistance. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I I personally have um, like 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 stealth like games that require a lot of like <clears throat> stealth uh, or like heavily reward that like I just I don't have a ton of patience for, um, but I do enjoy a lot of I enjoy the idea. So like I I also really enjoy the Evil Within too. But I also the way I play that I put it on easy and I would stealth you know one or two enemies and then I would get like found out and like, all right, I'm just going to shoot my way through the rest of these <laughs> and like over and over. And that, that was great for me. Like that's, that's what I want. Like, I don't, I don't want to spend 20 minutes like sneaking around. I, I want five minutes of that. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, but yeah, it, it definitely makes the variety. Like you're saying, like, it just makes it more interesting, you yeah. know? Cause sometimes I do want to like, I, I do see what they're trying to get me to do, and I do want to try things, you know, in in different ways, um, and not be like just do a himbo run of running gun all the time. <laughs> right. Yeah. I I mean, and I I actually really appreciate the difficulty options in these games, like these Resident Evil remakes. I think they're really good. I we were talking about this on the the latest Patreon episode, but like. I got to try this game a little bit on easy and the Resident Evil 2 remake a little bit on easy um, when I was actually playing with my niece and nephew. And uh, it was really interesting because the thing that I found that was really impressive to me was that both games still give you the feeling of playing this Mm. game. And like, I think that's kind of like a good mark for if the game's difficulty options work and are mm. well designed. Cause like in the mm. Resident Evil 2 remake, I think the big thing is that you still have to deal with Mr. X mm-hmm. and like, he's still very relentless and will fuck up your playthrough. 
And I was like, that's really cool, actually. I mean, a mechanic that I'm not like super in love with in that game generally, but I was like, I'm glad that's in here because you still have that pressure on you. And then in this game, I think the pressure comes from just the amount of guys on screen, the amount of enemies, yeah. uh, the amount of people that you have to deal with when you're playing. So even if like ammo scarcity and item scarcity are like out the window, the combat still has that like stress difficulty. Um, yeah. And there's still a lot that you have to contend with that will, you know, cause you to fail. And so to me, I was like, that's really good design in terms of difficulty options. If like people can still get the experience and it's also cool because then, like I said, you have these upper difficulties that give you an almost entirely different experience uh, from the original game. And that's something I talked yeah. about too with um, a game that I did not expect to like as much as I ended up liking, which was a uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, the fucking longest video game title ever. <laughs> um, I, I really liked how that game has like three or four different difficulty levels and they give you a totally different experience, you know? Mm. And like the one mm. that I was recommended to play it on that I did play it on, which is like hard, but not absolutely the hardest is mm. awesome because it basically mm. gives you fully like the Dark Souls type experience, but in a Star Wars game. But then if you bump it down to the easier modes, especially like the easiest mode, it just turns into like the Zelda Dynasty Warriors game, <laughs> you know, it's just like, yeah, yeah, I'm a Jedi. I can just fuck everybody up, whatever. Fuck off. And it's like, yeah, that's cool because like you're still getting a cool experience. It's still a good game no matter what difficulty you play it on, but you're also getting like a different experience and having to engage with the game differently. And uh, I yeah. think this game, has, Resident Evil 4 Remake has it like in spades for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think there's, um, I, I, I like what you said, like it, it feels the same where the, you know, it encourages you to run around the environments. It encourages you to like try to be a little bit strategic and, you know, draw certain enemies out or push some back or stand your ground in certain places and not others, like on, on every difficulty. Um, yeah, and uh yeah I, I think it's it's just good ultimately then that would suggest right good game design that they know the feeling they're going for that you, you're in an area in a space and you're like oh my god how am i going to get through all these people you know and um feeling like you're constantly like just winning or just slightly ahead of you know the enemies is, is a yeah is is a great feeling that they you know, nail on every difficulty. That's, that's true. Yeah, definitely. And that, that's kind of one of the defining features of the original for me is like when you finish an area, you just have nothing left. <laughs> like <laughs> you've used all your ammo, all your items. And you're just like, shit, how am I going to get through the next area? And then you just do it all over again. And it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And that's yeah. like a weirdly important feeling. I realized um, when I did my latest replay of the original game mm. um because and that's one of the things that is a big departure from the games that came out prior to it like the first three resident evil games uh first three and a half i guess uh is that in those games it was all about hoarding items if you were yeah. getting down to zero you were stressed because yes there's some shit you're like i don't know if i'm when i'm gonna get this again when if ever <laughs> 
I'm going to get yeah. this again. Like, shit, this sucks. But uh, in Resident Evil 4, it's like you run out of shit, you get more shit, you know? Yeah. And so I, I think that, that that definitely is like a defining feeling. And however they can get that to you at whatever difficulty level is cool. And that, that's like, I really liked hardcore for the first you know, area and a half for that reason, because you definitely have that feeling of like always being behind. And then once you know the game better and you can go back and play it, then it's a little bit more like doing well in a FromSoft game where you're like, yeah, mm. I have enough items. I have the stuff I need to get through this. Like, let's do it, you know, and it's hard as fuck and you have to do it over and over, but you get there. Um, yeah. So that's kind of what I'm doing now with like my la- my fourth and latest playthrough <laughs> of this game where I'm doing like a dry run on hardcore and I'm like, I'm going to do this right. If I fuck up, I'm going to restart the area. I'm going to approach each little area as its own level and just try and do it like really, really well. Yeah. 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 I felt like, yeah, my first run with hardcore, I kept up through like towards the end of the castle. I, I can't think of... um specific place oh i (laughs) i remember at at the very end of the castle um you know you there's like a little area where you take a boat to go to the the island and in that last last little area they throw only on hardcore not the the easier difficulties they throw two of those knights Mm. at you after you beat salazar Mm -hmm. and it it just felt like a bad i just felt like i was being played like i had like you know zero ammo zero health i like literally was limping and i was like really (laughs) really you know like oh my oh my god there's only two of them you can run from them but it was just um like i started the island with like you know i would have been killed if i gotten hit you know and i was limping and slow and like when i started the island the game was like okay we're gonna give you a little bit more health just so you're not like limping through the very very first part of it um yeah um yeah that that last part was rough uh but yeah it uh it's it's something i appreciated more yeah on on playthroughs for sure yeah and like yeah i i actually my first playthrough of hardcore i got up to like the end of the island I was like right mm-hmm. almost to the end of the game and I just mm-hmm. was like no I can't fucking take any more of this this is so no. gnarly um, so I definitely get your frustration and like the bosses on hardcore if it's not a new game plus are so brutal um, yeah. not because they're any more difficult in terms of how they behave or what they do but just because they have so much health mm-hmm. and like they just take forever (laughs) yeah uh and so it's it's yeah it's a mixed bag i mean there's things about it i like and things about it i dislike but i definitely appreciate it a little bit more now um you know speaking of stuff that they've like kind of changed or updated in this version of the game what did you think about the bosses in this version because my take was like the first couple are really good i really like how they changed the giant fight and how they changed the lake monster fight and then once you get into the more like marquee boss fights like mendez salazar um those two i guess specifically being the big ones i kind of like didn't love it 
you know mm-hmm. like it felt like they were trying to keep it very similar to the original game but just make it like bigger and more cinematic and i thought the mix of those things was like kind of frustrating yeah 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 no i would um yeah i would agree with that like the giant um both like really the, the both two big giant giant fights <laughs> um yeah were yeah were enjoyable interesting felt like you know yeah like difficult but not like too ridiculous but yeah i i didn't mind mendez as much um i think uh i i was able to beat him on my first attempt um also like just barely um but i also felt like like i i I don't know like it it was one of those things where like i had uh you know just like i i picked the right strategy the first time kind of thing and it it just it just sort of worked and it was like okay like i i get what i need to do and i was yeah i was a little bit more bored than like okay like i am successfully doing what i need to do game and i've been doing it for two minutes like i like please just let me progress i've clearly passed this test already right um but yeah no like salazar was just obnoxious it was just i i also like was only waiting till he like had his vulnerable you know spot or whatever um and then on after like i died three times i'm like i'm just gonna shoot him like at every single opportunity and that's what worked right yeah. and it felt it felt less strategy and just more yeah just more like like are do you have enough ammo or can you get to the the barrels in time before he kills you you know and yeah, yeah. And it, it just it just didn't feel as engaging and as fun and um uh yeah the um the very last boss uh oh my god i that was it was the one time that i said you know what i'm just gonna sell literally everything i have and buy a rocket launcher and see what happens yep and and that's what i did and i have done that every single playthrough since is that last merchant i buy a rocket launcher and i don't waste my time yeah um that's literally the way to do it yeah 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 and it's again it's just like like I don't mind if like there's a little bit of a puzzle or a little bit of this or that, but it at, yeah at some point it's like okay I I know what I'm doing I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, but like do I have to really do this for another seven minutes yeah. to prove that I am quote unquote hardcore? You know? <laughs> yeah, it's it's really frustrating, and I think you know I was trying to figure out why it bothered me so much because it's not like the bosses in the original are that great like right i mean i mean i i don't know i guess like if anyone's listening is like confused why i'm like this is the greatest game ever and then talking shit on the bosses <laughs> it's because like i just think bosses in most video games are kind of like not great and even the ones that have good bosses they're never really like the highlight for me personally like i mm-hmm. i generally tend to like everything else more um but i guess in the original game like the original game is just so like enshrined in my mind and it's just such a like classic thing that it's like, yeah, we've just learned to like put up with it. In the new one, I think what bugs me is that I feel like in Resident Evil 8, the bosses were significantly better. Mm. And I feel like so much of Resident Evil 8 was like a tribute act to Resident Evil 4 that mm. it comes off as a little weird to me that they wouldn't have done more to make the bosses feel like different and new and fresh because it 
feels like they didn't really do that much. Like, like uh, you know, the Village Chief fight feels straight out of 2004. Mm. Um, Salazar initially, like, visually looks really modern, and it's a really crazy thing, but then, like, when you get to the mm-hmm. mechanics of it, it's like, oh, this is just, like, Devil May Cry at half speed. Like, this isn't, <laughs> you know, like, this isn't actually anything I haven't seen before or anything like that interesting. And I guess like that's what's frustrating to me is that it's like there are some good boss fights in this game and then the big marquee ones I think kind of suck. I like Krauser. I thought that was Mm -hmm. a good fight. Um, I think that one actually puts like your skills to the test. It's very strategic. Um, It can be over relatively quickly or it can drag on for a while, but it's always like pretty engaging, I feel like. Um, Mm -hmm. But like... I don't know. It, it's just like they're, I said this too in the last episode, they're right there. They're right at the door. They just need to open it up <laughs> and walk through into like making a Resident Evil game with just like amazing boss fights. Cause eight, they were really good. And yeah. even the ones that were a little hokey old school were still fun. They weren't like hyper difficult or anything. And it was still like a good time. And so I feel like they're just right there. And with this one, I think that's like the one area where I was just like, I wish you guys would have pushed a little bit further away from the original and done something just like totally different with the bosses. But it's also like I get it because I think that the whole game they're trying to balance with the new with the old. Right. Um, and they already made so many drastic changes and and changed up so much of the game that I get why with this one thing they were like, okay, we'll keep it sort of in the same arena as the original. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah I, was, I was I was just thinking. Yeah, I wonder how much of it was. Um, yeah, like too much reverence or too much whatever to the original in in those ways. Right, yeah. where it's like, oh, everyone knows how the Saddler fight goes. You gotta, you know, like, yeah, like, and so like they just did that, but they added bugs, you know, <laughs> um, <laughs> right. on top of that. Like, ooh, it's the remake. We gotta do something different. And yeah, it's, yeah, it, it felt, yeah, like it's, it, it didn't, like they tried to stay too faithful to the original in in those ways. Yeah, it's it's interesting that you mentioned that, like that they were so, like, you know, innovative with some things but also very like like overly regressive or like conservative with others um yeah yeah well and i think it comes down to what the mission statement of the game is and this is where i kind of like give it a pass for everything and i'm just like eh, mm-hmm. whatever it doesn't actually matter because <laughs> like just more spoilers for the next five minutes of the episode i'm about to just backtrack everything i said uh <laughs> I feel like the point of this game as a remake is to give new players the same experience as people who played the original got when they played the original and not just going back and playing. I mean, like when it came out, like the day it came out, you sat down and you played the game. This is the experience that you got. Now, obviously that was like almost 20 years ago. So, a lot has changed. Things are different and you've got much younger players approaching it and you've got people who don't have any of that historical context or they just don't have that experience even if they know the facts on the page, right? Mm -hmm. And so they are trying to 
you know, change things up enough so that it feels fresh and new, but then keep it the same and give people that experience. And that's something Mm. that like they're super successful at. And that's something that I find really, really impressive about this remake and why I keep ultimately just like being so impressed with it and just coming back to it, like kind of in awe is that like they've actually fucking done it. The madmen have actually fucking done it. (laughs) Um, And it seems just like so improbable. Cause even when you look at the other remakes, like I feel like the other remakes, you know, two and three don't really do that. Like, I feel like they're different enough from the originals in ways that are quite radical that, like, they stand apart from the original games. Like, they're really fucking good. I really love both of those games. But I think that if you played those games and you were curious about the original and you went and played it, you would kind of be shocked if you hadn't played it before. You know? You'd be like, oh, holy shit. This is, like, totally different. Like, Certain things are the same, you know, you're like, you're still in the police station. The overall kind of nineties aesthetic is there like blah, blah, blah. But like, other than that, it's kind of night and day. Whereas like with this game, they're approaching something that feels significantly more modern despite its age. It's the game that influenced and set the template for, you know, thousands of other games that followed. So you're approaching it in a way where it's like, oh, you actually can keep quite a bit of it the same and keep it faithful to the original and just like freshen it up for a new audience. Mm. And like, yeah. I feel like the only other time they did that was with the first resident evil remake. Right. Right. Like that's the one where they did that. And so to me, like in terms of the goal here and the mindset they had going into developing it, it feels a lot more like, the RE1 remake than it does either mm. two or three. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah. It's, it, I, I think it just means that they knew, you know, they knew what they had. They knew how influential that their game was. And yeah, it, it, it's, it's right. It sounds like the philosophy is, is like, how do we give newer players the experience that players 20 years ago, had and yeah just make it nicer prettier smoother you know just like modern uh you know innovations that you would kind of expect in the game and uh yeah there you go ship it out and uh it's it's great yeah um yeah yeah that's i i i i because i remember you were saying of like the re1 remake sort of like supplants the original um which I, I agree with, but yeah, and also like two and but the two and three remake, like you said, are so such different games that like if you want a different experience, they're still worth you know going back and kind of playing. But um, you know, and I I, I don't know if I would hundred percent. I don't know. Like, yeah, I, I I love the original RE four. It's hard for me to say like the remake supplants it, but also like. I, I I'm not sure why I would go back to the original over the remake now. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I'm sure there might be some reasons, but like now that I'm thinking about it, and if like if I want to play RE4, I think I'm just always going to play the remake now. You know, dude, I had the same thought last night. I was because <laughs> I was playing it a little bit last night to kind of get ready for this, and I had the exact same thought. And like obviously that's a personal thing. Like everyone's going to have their own opinion on that Mm -hmm. 
but like i i agree with you where it's just like i've yeah. played the original now like i don't know i always make up a number but my, my <laughs> like okay today it's 15 times i don't know i've played the original like right. 15 times <laughs> There's this new version that's really similar, but that's better mechanically. It looks amazing. It's so fucking good. It's like, yeah, like, why wouldn't I just play this version? And I think that that also gets to something else that I have talked about. Um, I don't remember if it was on the main show or the Patreon. Somewhere I talked about it. But, like, uh, there is kind of, like, a goal difference between different kinds of remakes. Like, Mm -hmm. you've got all these different kinds of remakes and different ways to approach a remake. And I think the goal or trying to figure out what the developer's goal was is kind of important um, Mm. in terms of like understanding how the game turned out. And so Mm. like there are remakes where it's like a radical departure. You could almost call it more of a spiritual successor or something because it changes so much. And then there are remakes where they just kind of don't change anything and just freshen it up for a new audience. And then you've got remakes that are a mix of the two you've got remakes that are an extremely confusing mix of the two where it's like (laughs) it's the original tech but it just looks and plays better like you know there's all these different ways to approach a remake but yeah i feel like within the resident evil series there are really like two different kinds of remakes there's the ones that are radical remakes that are almost more like a totally new take for people to experience something completely different and then you've got like and that's like two and three and then Mm -hmm. you've got one and four where i think the goal is actually to supplant the original and like Mm. in both cases there are enough technical differences that the games stand apart you can still play and be a fan of like both games like whatever no problem but at a certain point, it's kind of like, yeah, I think they probably just kind of replaced um, the original. And yeah, that's really crazy with Resident Evil yeah. 4. Like, yeah, that they were actually able to pull that off. That's nuts. Oh, yeah. I, I can't believe that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because that, yeah, it's, it's, it's so, um, I don't know, like, like audacious. Like, it's, 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 there's just a lot of confidence on their end that, like, we know what we made 20 years ago and we know how important and how good it was. We're just going to do that better now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we have, we have learned even from then. And so we're going to make the game. You, you know what I mean? Like, like we're just going to redo it and like, like give it to you all over again and you're going to love it. And, and I, and I am like, yes, I, I do love it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. Yeah. Uh, for sure. And and that's kind of like, I think it's really cool how they do that. Because once again, looking back at the first Resident Evil remake and the fourth Resident Evil remake, there are a lot of similarities in approach. Like they both remix the maps quite heavily. And a lot of that is to make it make more spatial sense, which I really, really appreciate. Like there are moments playing the remake if you're really familiar with the original map where you're just like, what the hell? Why is this backwards? But then like when you look at it on a map and you think about like how the whole village is designed, you're like, oh, this makes way (laughs) more sense. Like now when you go back to the original, you're like, what the fuck? This is like MC Escher shit, like straight up. Like (laughs) what the fuck? And so I I like that. That's something they also did um, in the original Resident Evil remake. Uh, and I also think that like they know that a lot of the audience is going to be people returning to it. So they just cram in a bunch of new stuff and new mechanics and new things for you to chew on. 
And that kind of, once again, gives you that same experience as the original where you were just replaying it over and over and over and trying different things, just having fun. Now you have mm. even more avenues to do that. So it's like, just like the knife thing alone. Yeah. Like yeah. just making the knife breakable and upgradable and having it be like this whole mechanic because you need it to parry, you need it to stealth kill, et cetera, et cetera. Like that alone just changes the approach to, you know, collecting money and upgrading weapons so drastically that you have all these different options. And that means that every playthrough you can do something different or you can try something different, especially if you're on hardcore and there's just less money to go around and you have to focus. Like it mm -hmm. really changes how you approach the game. So like, I love shit like that. I love that yeah. there's a whole economy to the game. There's this whole new way that like money and side quests and all this shit works because it's just, you're enhancing what was already there and you're making the game like so exciting and so fun. Yeah. 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 Fully, fully agree. Um, yeah. And, and you know, that's, that's one of the like, not pitfalls, but, but yeah, just one of the like hard lessons about hardcore is that if you stick to a if you pick a strategy and it ends up not working it's it's punishing you know i right. it took me until like the late castle that i was like why did i spend so much money on this stupid bolt thrower <laughs> uh, <laughs> i i'm gonna like i am gonna like get out of this sunk cost fallacy here i'm just gonna sell this and like do what i know is gonna work for this area but right. uh, yeah but but like you know on like an easier run or like i think the bolt thrower could be, you know, kind of an interesting, fun thing to do on different difficulties, right? Or different setups, etc. Right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. What knife do I want to use? How much do I want to use them? Yeah, it's, yeah, it, it's, it makes the replays, yeah, just, just way more interesting for sure. Yeah, definitely. Now, that that's something I really love about this game. Like I said, I'm on my fourth playthrough of it. Like that's insane it like just came out still in my mind yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's like i can't stop i just keep replaying it it's so fun yeah. um yeah and and i think it's it's kind of like every layer of the game kind of gets that treatment so you know we talked about a lot in the last episode but like the new controls are amazing um the way that you can like duck dodge parry all that stuff it's so fun and once again, like if you're on hardcore and you're having to approach each area as its own like kind of distinct and difficult puzzle, it's really cool that you have all these tools and you have all these ways that you can, you know, try new things and try different things and just see what happens. And that's something that is definitely a different feel from the original, but that like back in the day, we kind of went that route because we all played the game so fucking much that you're just like, oh, I know all these weird things you can do and weird exploits mm -hmm. and blah, blah, blah. So I think that's a cool mindset too. I mean, that's something that like the new Zelda game definitely has that feel where like mm -hmm. Nintendo saw that people were just breaking their game and doing weird fucked up shit with their game. And they're like, oh, you like that? <laughs> check this out like here's a yeah. whole game where it's purpose made for you to just wreak havoc and build fucking shitty cars and <laughs> like you know hitch random shit to your horse and just like have fun idiots and it's like this is incredible <laughs> like <laughs> it's so fucking good and like yeah i i think that it it's it's a really cool approach and you know when, it, when i first started playing resident Evil 4 remake i was almost like worried where i was like what the fuck are they going to do after this this is like perfect mm. what the fuck but i feel like 
it's just a question of approach. So like if they want to keep doing remakes or whatever, like they could always just do a different approach or like, you know, try something different. We talked about that a little bit in the last episode where it's like if they even want to get within a hundred yards of like Resident Evil 5 and 6, I mean, they're going to have yeah. to throw everything out the window and do something different. So this yeah. might be the last game in the series that they could actually do this kind of treatment for or like have this approach towards. Yeah, they might give five and six the two and three treatment where, you know, we keep what works or what seems good or whatever. And but but otherwise, yeah, a whole whole new actual experience and game for you. Yeah, they're I mean, they're just going to have to because like, mm. <laughs> what yeah. the hell, man? <laughs> shit yeah, is, that shit is yeah. not good. They're they're going to like unexpectedly in, in like two years release, you know, like a Code Veronica remake or something and no one will see it coming is, is going to be that's my that's my prediction for their next move it would be cool or i mean even if they wanted to do like shorter little like remake chapters like this is a super cursed reference but kind of like what they did with <laughs> like uh like i can't remember the series of the oh dark pictures oh yeah like man, man of Medan. i mean <laughs> one of the worst games i've ever played in my life for sure but i was into the the release strategy where yeah. they were like, you know, okay, each game costs 20 to $30. They're, you know, separate games. You don't have to play them all, but they're each kind of chapters of a larger story. It's like, that's not a bad idea for Resident Evil. Like, yeah, if they did a series, it's like Resident Evil. I don't, they've used every title already for some cursed thing. But, you know, it's like, I don't know, Resident <laughs> Evil Chronicles. And they've got like you know, a Code Veronica chapter, it's like 10 hours long, you know, tops. And then you've got yeah. like, you know, a Resident Evil 5 chapter. Once again, it's, let's say, eight hours tops. Yeah. And then, you know, you've got like your six. The only good part of six was Leon's story. So, <laughs> okay, just do a little Leon's. You know, I mean, I don't think they'll actually do that at all, but like, it would be nice, you know? Yeah. Like, it would be cool, but... Yeah. I, it seems like they're more into doing these big marquee things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But for sure. One thing I kind of wanted to ask you about, see what you thought. Uh, Cause I just tried this PS5 version and I guess you've only mm -hmm. played the PS5 version, but correct. The, the two main differences here is number one, it looks insane. Like it just looks so fucking good. Mm -hmm. um, Cause it's like super, I, mean, I played it on a nice PC, so it looks good, but like, very clearly like optimized for ps5 and i have a good tv so it just looks like insane yeah yeah um and the other thing is the controls which i found to be really interesting because the ps5 controller is kind of its own weird little technological marvel that every game is taking a slightly different approach to it seems mm -hmm. like some people are ignoring it some people are doing subtle shit some people are doing really major shit um like the death stranding remake or not remake the Death Stranding like update has a lot of really interesting like PS5 like control options. But what did you think of it in this game? It seems pretty subtle. Like there's just like extra tension on the triggers and like a lot of that like immersive rumble stuff where it's just like a lot of like very subtle stuff. Uh, but what did you think of that? Yeah, yeah. I um so so actually I have played it on um. Uh, I will say now, I think it, on the PS4 a little bit too. Oh, okay. Um, okay. I, I, yeah, now that I'm remembering it, um, <clears throat> on on the PS4, 
they have uh, like that old function where like the radio calls like are coming from the actual controller, uh, yeah. and, which and, and like picking up items is from that anyway. But but yeah, no, it's um, I yeah, it it feels really good on the PlayStation Five um controller, and it's uh yeah, it's it's like just enough kind of feedback um and it's yeah it's it's just enough uh like you said sort of tension i i stuck with the default controls i i didn't really mess around too much with uh you know my my control options um yeah for sure but yeah yeah no everything felt smooth so I've, yeah i haven't played it on um yeah pc or anything else so I, I i don't have like a lot of other reference points but uh yeah it's it was very enjoyable for sure yeah, I, it kind of sold me on the PS5 controller because I was kind of on the fence about it where I was like, because <laughs> like every game has the speaker shit, which I hate. Yeah. <laughs> and I just like immediately turn it off. Um, but a lot of the games, you know, I was playing mostly games that didn't really utilize it that much. And so I was just like, um, I don't know. And then like the first time I tried it was at my sister's house I just very briefly and I was like these triggers feel so weird like because <laughs> they just have this extra tension and it has mm -hmm. like a totally different like they're using the motors in the controller to give it a totally different throw than like a game that doesn't use those motors mm -hmm. um which is very weird it's a very mm -hmm. weird feeling but like play it, I think that was because I was still playing the game on PC with just an Xbox controller Jumping into the PS5 version, I was like, this feels so weird. But starting it from the beginning, I really like it. Mm. Like, I think that, like I said, it's all pretty subtle. I think the rumble is nice. It's like immersive and subtle, but not too crazy. And then using the motors to give the like the triggers that you use for the main thing you do in the game, which is shooting, like a totally different throw is fascinating. That is a crazy thing. Like just kind of thinking of the possibilities of what you can do with that controller. Now I'm interested because like, I'm not interested in like super gimmicky shit, mm -hmm. you know, but if it's like, oh, we can totally change like how the controller feels when you're playing the game. That is awesome. Cause yeah. like that really opens the door for some super cool shit that you can do with that controller that you can't do with anything else. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will say um playing on, ps4 a little bit yeah it feels flatter like i i, I don't know how to like there, there's there's probably a more articulate way to say it but yeah it just it just feels a little bit yeah i, I don't know like, like flatter or just like a little more more rote i guess or yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It, classic maybe is a nice way to say it <laughs> so just like you know aim right. push button and you know thing happens and yeah i i i think i've been now that you mention it, yeah, I think I'm like, yeah, I'm much more careful about when I, how I pull the trigger and when I pull the trigger to, you know, for the effect I want and, and the feedback from that. Yeah. Well, one thought I had, and I don't, maybe this is just me totally projecting because I like love the GameCube, um, which is totally possible, probable even. <laughs> um, but like it, I love how the GameCube controller feels. And one of the things I love about Resident Evil 4 is specifically how like pulling that big spongy springy um, shoulder button feels. Yeah. You know, and like the PS5 version actually has that feel and it took me a while to notice it. But once again, another thing I thought of last night where I was just like, 
holy shit, it feels <laughs> like a GameCube controller. So yeah. either I'm fucking bugging out or someone <laughs> on the team like me thinks that the GameCube controller is the best controller of all time right. and was like, let's sprinkle a little bit of GameCube hot sauce on this whole control mechanic, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I would not be surprised if that were the case. Yeah, it's it's been so long since I've held a GameCube controller. Um, but yeah, it would not surprise me if um, yeah, someone someone on the design team yeah like pushed for that for sure yeah when i got my switch uh they just had these cheap repros of gamecube controllers at target Mm -hmm. um and i bought one of those just to have it and then i've mostly ended up just using it with my gamecube emulator Mm -hmm. on my computer and it's really fun and so i kind of want to get like a nicer one but i don't know my shitty 20 dollar one is like totally fine uh but yeah so i still like still familiar with the GameCube controller enough that I'm like, I think they did this. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Speaking of versions, different versions, different types. um, Another thing that I tried that you were advocating for last time we spoke is the VR version of Resident Evil 4. Yes. Uh, I want to talk (laughs) about that a little bit because it's really interesting. And I think along with the remake of four and all the different stuff you can do in four. Um, it's kind of like, we now have a whole other option for experiencing Resident Evil four. We're in like a Resident Evil four essence. Like you have yes. all the options <laughs> for how you want to approach the game. But um, yeah. What, what did you think about Resident Evil four VR? Did, did you play the whole game? Oh Yeah. Oh yeah, um, I <laughs> played the whole game on normal, and I was like, I have it. So, so I, I guess I will amend the the remakes of Plants, the original for me, but not the VR version for me. Um, when I played the VR version, um, I felt like I had never played this game before, and I it, it gave me the feeling that the remake does, which is, this is a brand new experience and I am like sucked in and I can't put this down. And as soon as I beat it, I have to play it again on professional and I have to unlock everything. Um, yeah, I, it, it was incredible. Like I loved it. I loved the like, and to be fair, this is the first like really real VR game I've played. I've played a little bit of VR, like, you know, Beat Saber, that kind of stuff, you know? Sure. But this is the first real, like, you know, yeah, like, like thing like this, it, it feels like I've played. Um, and I was so in, like, as soon as I got the feel of it of like, where are my guns on my body? Like, where's my ammo on my body? Where's my health spray versus my grenade, etc. Like, it just, it, it felt so much more fluid. And I think in some ways it's actually a little bit easier because my I am more fluid with those controllers than an actual handheld controller. You know what I mean? Like I can grab my knife and swing faster and and back up, grab my gun faster, right? Than you know you can with a controller. So I felt like like towards the end of normal, I w- once I like really really got it down, it's like oh, I am, I I have outpaced the difficulty of this a little bit. 
Um, like mm. I am better than this game intended for me to be. Cause, cause that was something, you know, we, you talked a lot about in, about the original Resident Evil 4 and, and this two, right? This whole thing of like, you get to an encounter and you like, you barely survive and you have to, you know, like the game is centered around, you know, how fast Leon is. But now that I am faster than Leon was ever intended to be. And so I yeah, am for sure. better at this game than, you know what I mean? It, does that make sense? Um, but it was so yeah, much totally. fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually, that was something I was talking about. Um, I think I was just talking about with Josh, who I went, uh, he was in the Kojima episodes and he'll be in future episodes as well. And I was just hanging out at his house. Um, it's really interesting that like, I felt like the aiming and shooting is like a lot easier. So mm -hmm. you really are just like so much more of a killing machine. And I think that the barrier, the two barriers are like the VR controllers and getting used to these selection controls. Cause I was, there's like an immersive mode where you pull it off of your body. And then there's a more oh, yeah. traditional mode where you just like hit a button. Um, mm -hmm. And like, the immersive mode is definitely the way to play the game. Like, I think oh, yeah. if you want to have like an experience, if not the experience, like you have to play it in that mode. But like, if you can get over those things, then yeah, you can just become a fucking monster <laughs> and the game does become like <laughs> super easy. I think I played the first few hours of it, um, you know, just cause I was hanging out with my friend and you know, it wasn't like a dedicate and I don't own a VR headset or anything. Uh, so in that time I noticed by the end of it, I was getting really fast. Like my speed mm. was getting up there. Like, and I could see exactly what you're saying. That's like, if I played this for another two, three hours, I would just straight up be John wick in VR, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but like it, it's it's really interesting because I think a lot of people probably won't get there either because they're just not comfortable in VR or they don't they get comfortable with those controls. But yeah, if you do, it's crazy. Mm. And I definitely think yeah. that it's an experience that every like big fan of Resident Evil 4 should have just because like you are inside the fucking game. Like it definitely is some oh. weird futuristic sci-fi shit. You know what I mean? It blew my mind. Yeah, it took me like a solid 30 minutes to get into it. I didn't really, I almost didn't really like it at first. Um, the the way I ended up, like like you could like physically as you're standing, like turn in a circle to, you know, change the direction you're facing. And for me, that was just, it just felt disorienting enough. Like I'm just going to use the stick that turns you 90 degrees at a time and like slightly adjust my body. And it's not perfect. Right. Mm -hmm. And I still like oftentimes I'm like approaching things at weird angles, et cetera, or like, yeah. And um, I missed in the first tutorial, like how to reload. So like I died at the like first person because I like, or no, no I didn't die. <laughs> I, I think I knifed him, but like, I was like, I don't know how to reload this gun. <laughs> and yeah. uh, where's my ammo on my body? Right. And, but once I figured it out, yeah, it, it was like, off to the races um, at at some point. Yeah, it's yeah. If if you are also yeah to the audience, if if you could find an excuse to borrow your friend's VR and like, you know, split the cost of a brand new VR game just to play <laughs> uh, Resident Evil Four, it's oh my god, it yeah, like that. I that is 
an entirely different beast to me um than yeah like the original game yeah yeah well it's so cool too because like you get a different perspective on everything like the maps all yeah. look different areas look different um the way you interact with enemies and do the combat is different. Um, yeah, just reloading. Actually, I totally forgot about that. Like reloading is a huge process oh, and like you have to learn so it. Good. And once you, once you do, it feels really good. But like, that's one of the things with the biggest learning curve. Like I, I do feel like being familiar with VR and the controller and stuff helps a lot. Cause like I was trying to learn all of that on the fly. <laughs> I'd like never yeah. really done VR for more than like a minute. Um, and so that was like a, a bit of a learning curve and like uh, reloading and like walking around. But once you kind of get into the flow of those things, like it's crazy. And like I said, by the time I, was getting near the end it was i was actually getting my speed up and i could be like really efficient and it was like this is this is crazy and it, it sold me on yeah. a couple ideas like i definitely understand how movement works in vr now i never really understood that before but like the moving controls mm -hmm. are nice because they give you so many different options um and yeah. so you can you can customize it but also have multiple options going at the same time so like I was switching. I think I mentioned this in the Patreon episode I did about it, but like I was switching between turning my body and using the stick to turn at like the 20 degree mm -hmm. angles or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. And it was really nice because if you need to just whip around quick, you could just physically move yourself. But then if you were trying to like be, you know, do something a little different and it was more comfortable, you could just flick the stick and like change your yeah. orientation and like, that was pretty cool. It almost felt like some weird, like 4d version of like twin stick controls. And I was like, yeah, this yeah. is cool. Like I, I understand how this works, but it was mostly just fun to be inside Resident Evil four world. Yeah. And to like, I would yeah. love to see more games, old games like done in that style. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Um, I think they, um, I think they announced they're going to do, like VR for the remake and the, on the PS, like whatever the, the PlayStation's version of VR. I'm yeah, I'm, I'm there day one. If that happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's cool, man. I mean, like I, I get it. I still like, to me, it does seem like a novelty and not like something I could spend a lot of time in personally, just cause like for various reasons, but like it is really cool. And the, the VR version of this game specifically is very cool and yeah it was just it's just fun like i said if you're a big fan of resident evil 4 it's cool that there are all these different things and and different options for you to check out this game and and experience this game you know one other thing i wanted to jump back to the remake for a sec uh one other thing i kind of wanted to pick your brain about because i'm curious uh we mm. talked a lot in the last episode about the changes to the story you know the tone the dialogue the characterization it's all radically different than the original yeah um and you know me and justin were kind of of the same mind that it's like it's a lot better it's so much preferable to the original etc cetera, etc cetera. but i started to think i was like you know if there's anyone who's on this show who might defend the like insane over the top like weird vibe of the original it would maybe be you just based on our conversations we've had about like silent hill and other games like that 
did you feel like anything was lost in the changes or do you miss like do you miss uh himbo leon or or any of that stuff in the new version or were you just like yeah fuck it let's do it i i was like yeah fuck it let's do it yeah because it's um <laughs> you you had said something i think in i think of that episode where it's like you know, you like only see maybe all these cutscenes like once. And it's like, I have seen all those original cutscenes maybe three times. And yeah. like, cause yeah, it's like, it's, yeah, I, it's cringy. It's annoying. It's like, I, the, the, the one I, I watched the most cause it was the most fun was like, with like, Ada randomly throws her sunglasses down and they explode into a flashbang and she does a backflip, like, because it's so silly that I'm like, yeah. this is hilarious. I just, I like, I'll, I'll watch that one on when I play the original. Uh, <laughs> That's like again. one of two cutscenes that I always watch in the original. There's like yeah. the, the where'd everybody go bingo cutscene I always watch. And then <laughs> that one specifically, that's it. But yeah, cause she throws her sunglasses and they explode. It's like supposed to be some Mission Impossible shit, I think, but it's so fucking stupid and ridiculous that you're just like, wait, what? Wait, what? Is, yeah. Why does she have exploding sunglasses? Right. How did she activate them? Where did she, like, why is she using them now? Like, this is the least. It's, yeah. yeah. It's. Oh does she ever God. get them mixed up with her normal sunglasses and like accidentally do like a terrorist attack at like a movie theater? <laughs> like, <laughs> right? Fuck, is Ada? she like blind in one eye because she yeah like pressed the wrong button on yeah? <laughs> oh my God, I have questions. Yeah, you know, I I appreciate you know the original. I, okay, so I I don't know if you ever played um, Devil May Cry three, um, but. The cutscenes in that, like, that kind of, like, you know, Ada throws her sunglasses, like, that is the baseline of all of those cutscenes. They are so fun because they are out of control, over the top, silly, ridiculous, like, it's it's a good time to watch those cutscenes. Yeah. Um, but I feel like, yeah, like, like they're, they're like, oh, wait, this is about, you know... Secret Service people trying to save the world. We should have a little bit of realism. Like it's it's like they they tone it back too much. Like they they don't commit in either direction, yeah. right? With the original of like being so ridiculous that it's just a fun whatever, or like it's not like serious enough to be like good, you know. And I feel yeah. like they like scale they scaled back in the remake. They 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 picked a direction, and I'm glad they did. I would have been fine if they were like, you know what? Let's get wild with this and do like a right. devil may cry thing i i would have appreciated that but but instead they're like no like we need to like make it less ridiculous and silly and like a little bit more grounded and that it works right and like yeah yeah it makes yeah like i think the biggest change to me is ashley is like actually like very funny likable well-written has a little bit of a like character arc in, in the game yeah. which is like incredible you know like it's it's fun to to see that like it, it makes it like i look forward to her sections now because she has commentary you know um right which is like such a change right um but yeah huge, i huge. i wouldn't defend the original <laughs> like story like i okay. yeah it, it just it did it it uh, on the slider of like serious to silly, it just like they picked the wrong, you know, area right in the middle. Yeah. No, I think you put it perfectly because, yeah, that is the problem with the originals that they don't commit. And 
I also I think it clashes with the game's atmosphere. And that's what I've always said that like if you skip all the cutscenes, you get a totally different vibe and atmosphere just from the gameplay than you do from the cutscenes. Yeah. And if you skip yes. them, it becomes really stark and really apparent. And in this new one, the cutscenes fit perfectly. And now that I'm on my fourth playthrough, once again, I found myself alternating between skipping the cutscenes and watching the cutscenes because, like, they're actually good. And yeah, like, Ashley's a great yeah. character. Luis is a great character. You know, like, they've actually written arcs for these characters. They've made elements that didn't make sense make sense. Ada's sunglasses no longer explode. You know, it's <laughs> all these things that, like, it's like, yeah, like, this is really, really good. They just did a good job. But I, I think the Devil May Cry comparison is super apt too. Because yeah, it's like they were taking it more in that direction, but they didn't fully commit. And the reason that Devil May Cry's cutscenes work in whatever game, because they all have super absurd cutscenes, you know, the reason that they work yeah. is that like the whole game world feels like that. The whole game world is amped up and colorful and ridiculous. And there's like, kind of a Castlevania vibe to how crazy the monsters are and blah, blah, blah. And so when a cutscene happens and everyone's super over the top and ridiculous, it's like, yeah, of course, like this mm-hmm. is great. Or it's like the same with like some of the stuff Mikami did afterwards that really over, is really over the top. Like I feel like, um, like God hand is a great example where it's just like, yeah, we're just going to do like fist of the North star. But if it was like even fucking dumber and it's like, yes, <laughs> fucking yes you know or even like the evil within to a certain extent where like the evil within's cutscenes are like so deranged but then like the whole game is deranged and like as the series goes on like between the two games they lean more and more into like you're not in reality anymore nothing is real we can do whatever we want and like that kind of makes the tone of that game work really really well so yeah, I, I think that like there's definitely better examples of what RE4 was hinting towards, and I think what they did with the remake is just it's just better. Like you know, it's just better. Yeah. But that's a hard thing with remakes too, where it's like, do you change the tone? Do you change the style? If so, like what do you do? Because like I feel like in the seventh gen, there was definitely a tendency to do that, and even a little bit in the sixth gen, and just try and make it really serious, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But it didn't it didn't really always work and i think in this remake they've done a good job of actually pulling that off but also putting some actual humor not just like hey leon is horny again you know kind of shit and then like yeah i guess like laugh track to like whatever like foul shit he just said like no there's like actual jokes there's actual funny stuff in this game like ashley is hilarious um yeah. Ashley's a star of this game, dude. Ashley just like, oh yeah, really took took the spotlight. Yeah, such a nice change because I, I I was bracing myself like when I, you know, finally got to Ashley. I was like, oh, how are they like like because the game was so good up to that point. I was like, I really hope whatever they do, they they hit it. You know, they like they like figure it out. And yeah, it's it's just been I, I was pleasantly surprised. I, I felt myself relaxing like throughout the castle. I was like, okay, like this is going well she is like yeah. like like the mechanics of the dialogue and the interactions feel fun and interesting and like it's i i'm enjoying this yeah it's uh yeah yeah it definitely it, yeah for sure yeah i think they just did a really good job with it and they actually like made everyone three-dimensional like for me i wasn't worried just because in that first trailer leon was like 
I just want to forget what happened back then. Like, I wish things could be different. And I was like, Oh, Leon has feelings like, fuck. All right. <laughs> like, yeah, like yeah. we're, uh, now we're doing something. Yeah. Not just corny one-liners. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of what, like, I don't know. I still think, you know, I guess like the, the last thing I was kind of thinking of, like going into talking about this Resident Evil 4 remake, I was thinking of like, where are they going to go next? Slash, like, what do I want them to do next? Because like, yeah. seeing how they handled this it does kind of make me want them to tackle like five and six and to like do something real with five and six instead of just like whatever the fuck those games are um because like yeah. it would be like you know chris redfield is kind of like the elephant in the room in terms of the series story right now because <laughs> like they drag him into every fucking game and he has like five lines total and it's just like why why does he keep coming back if like he's not a part of the story he's not an actual character in the game we don't know anything about him like why him what's the purpose here and where's everybody else like where's leon where's jill where's claire like i don't know it's such an odd thing but seeing how they handled this it's kind of like i would like to see them reinvent these sort of classic characters like i i would like to see them pull them forward into the newer continuity because they've proven that they can actually write dialogue for them and write storylines for them and like do a good job like you know jill for example is really cool in the r3 remake and like i don't know I, i would just like to see where that goes but at the same time i like a large part of me still like holds the opinion i've always held which is like let's just move on just like yeah (laughs) like do some new (laughs) stuff like eight was so cool and so good that it's like let's just move forward but then once again who's in eight fucking chris (laughs) why (laughs) who are you (laughs) what are you doing (laughs) yeah yeah no you're you're right because i was thinking about like what was the most yeah like like eight with like the first person perspective and just such a different like pivot you know it felt like like what they do with four, right? It's like, we're just gonna like do something completely, not like a hundred percent different, but just like different enough that's, and, and like really commit to it. And I, and I, yeah, I would like them, you know, for like nine, I, I, I was sort of like for like nine and 10 to like ride that train a little bit of eight and like, yeah, let's keep doing some of that. And like, let's perfect, that and then in 15 20 years we'll remake you know (laughs) nine and ten when you know they're not as well received just like five and six right like five and six try to like continue what four did but you know missed uh yeah just just missed a lot of fundamental things um yeah i i i would like that i would i would like um five and six to be remade i think they they deserve it and they can definitely do a better job um yeah like i said i i would love a code veronica remake although yeah. like uh the whole like <laughs> ashley or, or alfred thing where he dresses as his sister thing like the whole like sort of like psycho-esque norman bates thing is like so mm. inherently problematic and i love i i just as like just being gay it's just like it's just like oh this is just like campy like 
ridiculous problematic stuff that like I sort of like love and hate right, right. because it's just so <laughs> ridiculous I would I'm just like what would they do like what would a modern person who's like really really thoughtful do with that and like I I, I like would be beyond curious to um see that we're starting you know we're doing the Ethan thing or we're starting like new characters at seven and eight and like yeah maybe nine and ten let's like you said give get, get the gang back together give chris jill leon and claire something to do again and like put actual writing and pathos in and you know remake five and si- remake five and six right they're probably if they were smart they were going to remake veronica and five to be about you know chris and claire and then nine is going to be about chris and claire you know and they're going to like retcon their entire you know history Right. And yeah, uh, it, you know, I think that's like something like that. Right. If they wanted to go in that direction, you know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I think it's like to me, I'm not really interested in like the lore of the series, even though I know a lot about it. Because it's just like, it's like not that good. But seeing how they were able to turn these characters in four into like real characters, I am curious to see like what they would do you know with these other characters and it's like i don't know i think it'd be cool to see like i don't think we need games that like star the old characters anymore but it would be cool to Mm. see them as part of this like ongoing storyline if they are going to keep like bringing these stories and characters back because that's the other thing too is they could have just not done these games and just been like you get what you get it's a new era but they're not they're clearly like nodding towards the past and like doing all this stuff and so i'm like okay well let's let's see what you can actually do with it then you know because like this game rules on every level yeah (laughs) and i really like what you did here like let's see what you can do with this other shit it's just that like we're also getting into the zone of the series where it's like oh yeah this is bad (laughs) and like (laughs) i'm a defender of six five i won't touch with a fucking 40 foot pole because of all the fucking racism in it. But like, you know, Leon's campaign is in six is good, clean fun. And especially if you have two players, well, actually it's not good, clean fun. Cause there's a whole weird scene where a girl's sister is like naked for a long time and then turns into like a demon or something. But like, Oh God, if you have someone there to laugh at it, it's pretty fun. I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I guess it's, it's, it's a, it's a weird thing, but I do hope that they keep going in this direction and, are like, let's see what we can make out of this crazy giant mess that we made over the last 20 years, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like they're reconning their entire catalog and uh, which is like kind of incredible, right? Like what other- Yeah, like, for sure. Yeah, you know what I mean? They're like, eh, it's, it, it was the 90s, it was the 2000s, it was a different time. Like, you know, let's- uh, yeah, we're sorry. You know, here's here's what we meant to do, you know, um, which is yeah. like, yeah, wild. <laughs> it's insane, but it's also insane because it's good. Because I feel like the most high yes, profile yes. example of that from the past is like George Lucas. And like, man, he fucked up those mm. movies so bad. Yeah. But now it's like they're doing it yeah. and it's good. What the hell? Yeah. No, that's that's such a good point. Oh, my God. That's right. You know what I mean? Basically, what I'm saying is I'm really looking forward to the Resident Evil 5 remake where they insert a bunch of insane <laughs> musical sequences involving really ugly CG aliens. And uh, it's going to whip yeah. ass. Yeah, yeah. It's it's going to be 
it's gonna um, yeah integrate AI in some way because that's that's what everyone's <laughs> doing and um, yep, yep. yeah you, it's it's you're gonna like tell your character what to do and the you know AI will figure out you know how to do it and uh, yeah that's that's how you have to play five yeah and and the the songs that the aliens sing will be procedurally generated by chat gpt really uh really looking yeah. forward to that it's gonna be awesome <laughs> yeah and you have to put in the right theme or the right like yeah. message of the song or else you'll fail mm-hmm. you know yeah. yeah oh my god oh no you should have forgiven her <laughs> <laughs> hello capcom are you listening i've got a pitch 